0: ever the curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that's someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle slaney Travado and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everyone. Michelle Saini Travado here. I'm so excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Living Your Legacy Show. As always, I love to talk to legacy makers who are out there creating powerful and impactful change in the world and the professionals who support them. And one of the things that I love the most is when I find people who happen to fall into both camps, how everything comes into alignment. And today's guest is no exception. I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to my dear friend, Christine williamson Gwynn. Now, Christine and I met through a networking group. We literally are on opposite sides of the globe from each other. At the time of this interview, it's morning for me and the end of the day for her. And we have become fast friends and colleagues. And I love the things that she has to say around change and alignment. So let's tell you a little bit about her. Christine is an experienced senior leader with 15 years at director level in a large corporation. I'm going to get her to tell us a little bit about that. She has a proven track record in delivering commercial growth and cultural transformation across large teams. So, in other words, she knows what she's talking about. After experiencing stress and anxiety in her own life and losing her confidence for the first time in her career, and which of us cannot relate to that, Kirstine created her business, Return to Work, in November of 2019. Now it's called Elevate Women, which is on the background on her screen there. This business was created to support people in the most stressful time in their careers. When they return to work, as the business has grown, women come to Kirsteen for a variety of reasons, not just because they are returning to work. They could be experiencing something personally, which is impacting their confidence. They could have been promoted or are trying to get promoted and are experiencing imposter syndrome, which we will dive into if you don't know what that is. They might know they are capable of more and need support tapping into their full potential, or they could be carrying around the old unhelpful baggage that needs to be released for them to elevate. Girls, we got to put down that baggage. I'm not kidding. There are so many reasons why we need support. As a transformational confidence and transition coach, Christine enables women to build the confidence and the plan to do the things they really yearn to do. Oh, that's so powerful right there. Christine is a certified master of transformational health and life coaching and a master of feminine power principles. And we're going to dig into a little bit about that as we get into this. Combining these skills with her corporate and life experiences, Kirstine enables women to create the clarity, confidence, Purpose and balance they crave to enable them to elevate themselves so they can elevate their career, their business, their message, and I'm going to add, and their legacy. Christine works with women on a one to one basis as a transformational coach. She also has a group coaching program, which enables new coaches to build a thriving coaching practice. She is also a speaker and a transformational facilitator and an all-round awesome person. I am so excited to welcome Kirstine to the show. Kirstine, thanks for being here.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for reading that lengthy bio out about me. <laughs>
0: I know. It's so amazing when you hear somebody else say it. Um, It's pretty extraordinary. So Christine, I want to start by talking about your journey. All of us has a story. And obviously, when you were in grade four, and the teacher said to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? A transformational coach, probably not in the top thousand list of all the things you wanted to be. So what did you want to be? What did you do? And how did you get here? Okay. I wanted to be a vet. That's what I wanted to do
1: as a kid or be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I realized very quickly that I couldn't be a vet. My driver for being a vet was that I absolutely love animals. It's something that has been with me since I was a very small child. If I went missing, I was in a field with an animal somewhere. That's just how I was. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't be a vet because I couldn't do the sciences. I couldn't do the dissection. I, I, I can't do anything that would hurt an animal in any way. So that was off the table. Right. Um, and then I think the thing that happened to me was I became an adult very quickly, or at least I thought I did.
0: <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor parents. At 14, I decided that I just needed to become my own person and do my own thing. And so the most important thing for me was to leave school, get a job and become independent. Hmm. And I applied for two jobs at 16 against my parents' wishes, my teacher's advice, Hmm. because it was all about going to university and Hmm. going into further education. But anyway, I knew best, obviously.
0: Obviously.
1: And I went, I applied for two jobs. One was at a bank and the other one was as a bilingual secretary. The bank uh, interview came first and I met this lovely old man as I saw him at the time, probably my age and now, and we talked about goats.
0: And he had you right there.
1: That was was it. And bizarre as that is, I stayed in banking for 32 years off the back of a conversation about goats. Wow. And I nearly left twice. But what I loved about my career was I was working with people and I was helping people develop and grow and build a career for themselves Mm -hmm. and have an impact that they wanted to have. But as with everything, when you've been around a while, and obviously, my career grew, and I had lots of different roles in in the same organization. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where I felt unfulfilled, even though I had what looked like success on the outside. And there were things missing for me. Mm-hmm. Making money for a big corporate wasn't really filling my cup. Mm-hmm. As much as the the good stuff within it around the people was there, I felt like there was more to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then. At a certain point in my career, my parents both became ill,
2: so my Mm -hmm. dad was
1: terminally ill, my mum had dementia, and that was starting to take, you know, a real grip of her, Mm -hmm. and for the first time in my life, I felt totally out of control, and I lost my confidence, I lost myself. I'd been studying as a health coach because I knew I wanted to do something else. But Mm -hmm. what I didn't realize was I was going to become my own first client. And I started to apply what I was learning for myself. I created my own program that basically got me through what I was struggling with because I didn't want to get signed off work. I was I was doing what we women tend to do really well, which was putting a lid on it and appearing like everything was okay Mm -hmm. but actually everything was not okay (laughs) and I felt like everything was falling apart but I I managed to use this program the work I've been learning got myself through it and that's when I knew this is what I wanted to do and so four years ago I quit my job and set my business up
0: wow I love that. I love your story. Uh, and I also appreciate your honesty. Um, I think it's so important, um, to be able to share the realities of things. And you are right. Lots of times as caregivers, we put a lid on all this stuff and we really do appear like we've got it all together, but inside it, we don't have it all together at all. And, um, I, it's funny, I wonder why sometimes we do that to ourselves, maybe for appearances or so people don't judge. But truthfully, I guess the question would be, why should we care if people judge? Um, you know, you're doing the best you can with the skill set you've got um, yeah. as you're trying to work through difficult situations, which like a curveball generally come at you at a left field. Totally oh. don't expect it. You're coasting along in life and now you're like, oh, I've got to deal with all these new things. I don't know what to do, where to go, how I'm supposed to behave, how I'm going to navigate all this. Totally feel you on that. And thank you for sharing that. I think it's important that honesty allows other people to peek behind the curtain and see that um, in amidst all the turmoil is where the growth can happen.
1: Absolutely. And I think to your point, why do do we do this? I think for me, the fear of stopping was a big deal because I thought if I stop and let myself feel what's going on and start sharing it, I might fall down and not get back up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know that that is very common now because of the people I work with and the conversations I have. You know, I'm I'm not the exception. <laughs> Lots of us feel like we just have to keep going because. Mm-hmm.
0: We don't know what's on the other side of stop. Yeah, we, we you're like right. That. And that's so scary. I yeah. certainly have felt that myself too, that mm-hmm. if I stop what I'm doing right now and I allow this emotion to just take over. I don't know that I'm going to be able to pick up all the pieces of me, put it back together and keep going. Um, So I totally relate to that comment. And I'm sure lots of people in our audience are going to be like, wow, uh, she just nailed it right there. That's exactly how I feel or what I have felt. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about some of the terms that were in your bio. What exactly is a transformation coach?
1: Okay, so. What I do is I work with people at their identity and beliefs level, that's where you start to see transformation in yourself because the way that you think, the way that you behave starts to naturally change and be in alignment with where you want to go. There's lots of other types of coaching, but if, if you're not working on who you are and how you see things, mm-hmm. then you're not not really transforming anything. Because what what I want to be able to do with my clients is help them to make the decisions and choices that they really want to make when they feel at their best, naturally, without effort. That's that's how I see transformation.
0: That's beautiful. Um, And so very true. Uh, I've often said, what you think colors how you see things. And then how you see things colors how you interact with things. It colors your decisions. It colors the words that come out of your mouth. It colors whether you choose to do something or not do something. Um, and so many times the challenge is not in in actually doing the things, but in changing how you see them. Because again, I've said this a million times, if you think you can, you will. And if you think you can't, you won't. It's really simple. Um, but so profound. So how do you move from thinking, I don't know if I can do this to I believe I can do this and and I feel good about this decision and I'm just kind of flowing forward into it. Uh, So I love that you said that. How you Mm -hmm. think about things is so profound because it is the starting point for everything. Well,
1: it's it's the Wayne Dyer quote, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. Mm -hmm. I probably messed that quote up massively, but it's that is that type of thing. And that that doesn't just happen with a big step, that happens with lots of little steps. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: then you start to create new evidence for yourself that you can actually do this. And that's what, what builds momentum and that's what creates transformation and a new set of beliefs about what you're actually capable of self-concept for women in particular is a big deal because we we radically underestimate ourselves
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and when we do that we are limiting our possibilities. and so if we're if And and the other thing that's really frustrating with this is so many women build businesses that are in service to other people. Mm -hmm. But unless they stand in or we stand in our own power and actually stand in our brilliance, declare it, own it, feel really proud of it and put it into use, that's how we get where we want to go, have the impact we have and serve the people, create the legacy that we're here to have. But if our self-concept is, well, I'm not good enough to do that, and we can't see the possibilities, that's where we get stuck. And mm-hmm. then that creates this frustration and the feeling of unfulfillment.
0: Wow. I love everything you said about standing in our power and owning those things. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, Somewhere along the way, and this seems to cross geographical boundaries, cultural boundaries, language boundaries, the sense that um, humility and service for women is the way to do things. But humility often can hold us back instead of stepping us forward Certainly lots of women are in service in a wide variety of ranges in our lives many of us wear multiple service hats right we're mom uber or we're you know the food service person at home or right we we have a a job that's in service maybe customer service i mean it's even in the title um yeah. or we maybe have a business that's in service or we volunteer in service there's a lot of service there but not a sense of control. That I am in control of what is happening here as much as possible. There are some things that are, you know, beyond your control, but I am in control of the choices in my life, that I am in control of the direction things are going, or at least I'm moving in that direction. Um, so there's not a strong sense of that. And that's that's very powerful because it does hold you back. And yeah, it's
1: it's conditioning isn't it it's years and years and years of conditioning mm. and so there is there is there are expectations of us created by society that we are breaking away from but what we also have to reckon with is our own inner glass ceiling which is what i was referring to before which is our ability to see what's possible What I like to do, and this is what I learned to do with myself and what I love to do with my clients, is we start to become in service of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We start to turn our gifts and skills and resources towards ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can then be in service of the bigger mission. Beautiful. That's, you know, that's something that is for a lot of us that there's this. Challenge around is that selfish?
0: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so no. elaborate on that. Why is it not selfish? Because there are people listening who have had that exact thought. That sounds very selfish.
1: Yeah, and and if if you think about it, if if you want, if you're trying to do something new or challenging or being in service to other people. There's one person at the heart of all of that. And if that one person isn't at their best, then the quality of, of what they give is not going to be at their best.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, and there's there's a there's a thing that I always say to myself if I'm if I'm pushing and giving myself a hard time or trying too hard. And there's a thing that I always say to my clients: when you feel good, good things happen. If you concentrate on feeling good yourself and doing the things that make you feel good, you're going to be able to then do the good, be the good in the world that you want to be. That's if you extraordinary. Don't feel free,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And you think I'm a simple soul, but sometimes it takes experiences mm-hmm. for you to actually start to believe that. And these are my experiences now that I share. and. And that gives me that, that strong belief that it's true. And it's not about being selfish. It's about being able to serve everyone, including myself. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is to enjoy the ride.
0: Amen, sister, right there. That's beautiful. Because truthfully, we don't. It often feels like a slog. I'd really like to circle back to something you said and have you elaborate on that a little bit more. You talked about the inner glass ceiling. Um, What is that? So if somebody is listening to that and they're thinking, I've heard this term, the glass ceiling before, what is that? And then what is an inner glass ceiling? Mm
1: -hmm the inner glass ceiling is the story that we tell ourselves about what we're capable of what is possible for us so if I think about even in my old career the amount of time people would say to me I'd never be able to do that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I don't see people like me doing things like that and so we create this limit for ourselves and, and this is the challenge for us because we've got the external expectations about how women should behave,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what their priorities should be. And then mm-hmm. we've got this own our own inner limitations that that we have to start challenging
2: mm-hmm. because
1: why the hell not? Why can't you do this? Of course you can. It's about being in alignment with where you want to go and giving yourself the things that you need to be able to achieve it. Does that make sense? So the inner glass
0: ceiling makes sense. Yes. I love that. It's the limitations we impose on ourselves. It's the decision that you make in your head. It's like instantaneous where you say, I can't do that. That is great. I see it. I see the possibility of that thing. That's like the glass. You can see through it, but I can't do that. I don't have the skills or the abilities or the confidence or the whatever the list of 500 things is that you don't have um, to be able to do that. Or looking at another woman and saying, she seems to have it all together. I could never do that. I could never host a podcast. I could never speak to thousands of people. I could never make a positive big change in the world. I could never, I could never, I could never, I could never. And I agree with what you said there that it that is the thing right there. You've put a lid on your life.
1: Yeah. And it's one decision, which is, I'm going to find a way. And that is what can change it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One decision. And and so you were talking, you, you said you wanted to um, talk about imposter syndrome. I do. And this, this is part of it. That so one, I hate the term imposter syndrome, because it's imposter syndrome, imposter phenomenon, imposter whatever. At times, we all feel like an imposter.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And if we're growing, we're going to feel like that, because Mm -hmm. we're in new territory, and it's scary. Yep. So it's okay, it just means that we're growing. But what can happen in those moments is that we look at someone who's doing it. So I look at you and think, Michelle, you are an amazing person, you are doing this podcast, you are creating this legacy across the world. I could never do that.
2: Mm -hmm. There
1: it is. That's what happens. And so in that moment, what I'm doing is I'm looking at you and then, and I'm looking at you in all of your brilliance. And what I'm not doing is looking at what I have that would enable me to do it. I'm just stuck in this idea that I couldn't do it because I'm not as good as you. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that is all we do when it comes to when we have this feeling of being an imposter. And all we need to do is reconnect back to the whole of ourselves, stand in our brilliance, remember what we have got, and then look at okay, what do I need that's going to help me? Maybe I could say to Michelle, Michelle, you are blooming brilliant. Will you help me and give me your top two tips for creating this global legacy that you're doing? And what would you say to me?
0: Oh, gosh, first, I would say thank you, because that is so sweet. Um, Again, we don't give each other nearly enough compliments, the world should definitely do that. Uh, And that would buoy me up because I'm There's lots of things I'm like, oh, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. And so to hear that compliment makes me feel amazing. Then the next thing I would say is, yes, I would love to help you. What is it that you need? I can share a little of my time with you and and my journey so that you can see that this is real and raw for me, too.
1: And that is the thing. And so what happens is we often don't do that. Mm -hmm. We sit in compare and dispatch and that just keeps us stuck that doesn't help us so what I I mean I was having this conversation with a client this morning when you see something in someone and for a split second you think oh my goodness I could never do that they are so brilliant first thing to do is to tell them you are brilliant because there's studies that show if you tell one woman that they're brilliant uh, or amplify a certain aspect of what they're doing they will go and do the same for 10 other women there are studies that show this really and yes and the other thing well you know this because you do it all the time I just like saying nice things to people I didn't know the research but when someone says it to you it makes you more inclined to say it and what it also does is for me, instead of me being stuck in compare and despair, I feel good because you've received it mm-hmm. and you've enjoyed it and appreciated it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is then look at what is it that this person is doing brilliantly? Is it important to you and whatever you're looking to create? Because it might not be. So do that's don't right. <laughs> if, if it is, go talk, go ask. Go figure it out because then you're in growth zone again, instead Mm -hmm. of feeling like an imposter and being stuck in some ridiculous story about why you'll never be able to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. If it is in alignment with where you want to go or something you feel like you would love to do yourself, then absolutely go learn and do it. But if it's not, you can put that on the shelf and say, I'm so glad she's doing it. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. So how does one figure out, I love all the things you're saying, by the way, I'm so excited by all this. You've given me so many, I'm making mad notes here um, about the things that you're saying because it's so important, Um, especially that tip about giving a woman a compliment the research that she'll sh- she'll go out and share to 10 more people. Oh my lord ladies, let us start a movement of that if nothing else. Like yeah. that's extraordinary. Um but I really want to talk about everything you said sounds great. How with a question I could hear people asking would be how do I know what my gifts and skill sets are? Like if I've never really sat back and thought about it, if I've never had or I've had people point it out, but I dismissed it, um, you know, the things that I'm good at, how would I figure those things out? What are my gifts?
1: Yeah, great question. And it is something that we struggle to articulate, even if we've got it staring at us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes There's lots of things you can do. There are lots of assessments, online assessments you can do. Strengths Finder is one. It will tell you your top five strengths. And then you can look at how you can leverage them. And and there's a book. If you Google Strengths Finder, you'll see it. But that's something that I do with my clients um, as part of our work together. So they can see Mm -hmm. what their five strengths are. And then they can leverage them to greater benefit. You can ask people, you, you can ask them, what difference do you make? What isn't present when you're not in the room? That's Ooh, a good That's question. a
0: beautiful question.
1: Because that's, that's what you bring. Hmm. You can look at your last 12 months and look at the challenges you faced. And how did you pull through them? Because that's your gift. And your strength and your skill. Wow. There's lots of different ways. It's really about doing some soul searching, asking some people, letting yourself receive it. Mm -hmm. Because if people say to you, Michelle, you are a brilliant podcast host, you ask the most amazing questions, the worst thing you can do is say, Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think someone else is better than this, and that's what we tend to do. We tend yes. to. So it's really about letting yourself receive it, standing in it, and not being afraid to say, "This is what I bring."
0: Mm-hmm. That is extraordinary, um, and I'd like to tag on to what you just said there. Um, I've often said. That as as women, we are not great at accepting compliments. Again, I think it goes back to this idea of humility and how we should be seen. But when we don't accept someone's genuine compliment, we actually diminish them as well. Because somebody found the courage to say something kind to you, something that they see in you, something that they feel blessed to be around when they're around with you. Mm -hmm. And they thought to tell you that. And truthfully, so many people think things, really nice things, we forget to say it. So mm-hmm. when somebody does say it, say, thank you. No, but after it, thank you, but no, you just say, thank you. And, and sit with that for a second, because mm-hmm. again, we want to encourage. People to say those nice things. We also want to not diminish somebody. Maybe it took a lot of courage for them to give you that compliment. Maybe they are in real awe of you and for them to come out and say it took a lot of courage. And if we shut it down, Maybe we shut them down from saying it again or or reaching out in kindness to somebody else. So don't diminish the other person. If that is how you have to change your thinking about compliments in order to accept them, then accept them. Say thank you. They're genuine. They're heartfelt. It's meant to make you feel good. That's why people say it. They offer you that genuine compliment. Um, And no, but I agree. We do that all the time. But... And we carry on. So no buts about it, ladies. We need to accept that. So let's talk about, let's say we've gone through and done some strength stuff. We figured out a couple of things that maybe have surprised us that we are good at, that are our top strengths. And then we've decided that we want to take on something big. We've looked through that glass ceiling. We see a goal that's on the other side of it. We're like, I I think I'd like to do that but it's hard because you get conflicted really quickly. I, you know, I need to do this piece of it. Oh, I don't even know how to do that. And, you know, now it seems really big and heavy, just that one little piece of what you want to do. And then you look at the seven other pieces and you think, uh, I don't even know. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to use my strengths and skills to get to this place because now I'm in new territory. So let's talk about Ways that we can kind of come into alignment with that and how we can do it from a joyful place versus a heavy, yuck, gross, beating myself up place.
1: Mm. Alignment is everything. The biggest mistake that we often make when we're looking to create some change is to go straight into what do I need to do?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that can become overwhelming especially as women we want to be able to see all of it ahead we want Mm -hmm. to know what's going to happen next and next and next
0: i am so guilty of that
1: we just need the first step but before that the most important thing if we're going to be in alignment is committing to who we're becoming Mm
2: -hmm. tell us about that what is that
1: that is way more important than what we need to do because who we are being in the pursuit of our goals is the difference that makes the difference. Mm. And I remember years and years and years ago, someone saying to me, if you want that next job, you need to act as if you've already got it. You need to think, make decisions, behave as if you are in that position. And that's what alignment is. It's about committing to being this person. So. For you in your, this legacy that you're building, you've made a decision that this is who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. And when you're in alignment, you're making decisions from that place. When you're out of alignment, you're making decisions from a much smaller version of you Mm. who's not connected to the possibilities of this opportunity. Wow! Does that does that make
0: sense? Yes. And it really did prompt me to think of something that I hadn't thought of before. Uh, When I first launched the podcast, I would say I have a podcast. I never said I'm a podcaster. Right. So it became an external thing for me. Whereas now I will say I'm a podcaster. Like, I've been yes. at this for a while. I have a podcast and I'm a podcaster um, because that is who I have become. How interesting. I never thought about that before.
1: It's been really important to me as I set my business up, because when you go from someone who has had a big career, who knew everything, everyone, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. When you've been around 32 years, you kind of know yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, the, you know, the people in the know
1: drill you can get things done easily and then suddenly it's just me running this business trying to build something from nothing mm-hmm. and it was it would have been very easy for me to feel like i didn't know things mm-hmm. i wasn't a business owner
0: mm-hmm. i wasn't
1: a leader i was a beginner and mm-hmm. someone that the successful people maybe wouldn't talk to mm-hmm. so that was an important decision for me to start to behave in in the way the person I'm becoming would behave, a successful Mm -hmm. business owner who's Mm -hmm. in demand. And that was one of my commitments. I would make decisions from that place. Otherwise, I'm making decisions in scarcity. I have no clients. I don't know what I'm doing. We don't want that. So that first step of committing to who you're becoming is way more important than what you actually do.
0: That's amazing. And would you suggest that people, I don't know, do some things like write it down?
1: Definitely. Uh, So having an alignment structure, which I can wrestle through very quickly, having it on one piece of paper. So first thing is commit to who you're becoming. Second thing is let go of anything unhelpful, any unhelpful thoughts, patterns, or behaviors The things that you do that will slow down, delay your results. The thoughts that you have, the mindset that might be unhelpful, Mm -hmm. get rid, let go, at least become, I know it's not that easy, but at least become aware of them so you can catch yourself in them. Mm -hmm. Third thing is to create from the inside out. Success is an inside job. We know that We always want to keep going. We're never happy. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't stop and celebrate our successes. We need to feel that inside. Mm -hmm. So it's the little things that we do for ourselves every day that make us feel good. For me, it's meditation. It's journaling. It's being out with my dogs Mm -hmm. and being connected to myself. The next part of alignment is being able to stand in your strengths the things that you can count on that are going to help you get where you need to get to. Mm -hmm. So if you're having one of those holy moly days where nothing is going to plan, you can remind yourself of what you bring Mm -hmm. and start to leverage it. Because when we're panicking or if we're in scarcity or if we're feeling like an imposter, we forget what we bring. So Mm -hmm. having that on a piece of paper helps. The other massively important thing is knowing what we need to improve, work on, or grow, or learn. We have to face that without shame, Mm -hmm. but with focus. Mm -hmm. You know, you will have had to learn things.
2: Oh, yes.
1: This brilliant at what you do. So there's no shame in that, but sometimes we struggle with that, like we struggle to say what we're brilliant at. Mm -hmm. And then the final part of alignment is support. One of the ways that women in particular block their power is by feeling or this idea that they have to be able to do everything themselves. Yes. No. We all need support. We, we need help to become the best version of ourselves. So mm-hmm. understanding what that support looks like and how we access it is all part of staying in alignment. So mm-hmm. I have that on a piece of paper that I keep myself on track with and remind myself where I'm going, who I'm, who I'm becoming, and the things I can stand in.
0: That is beautiful mm-hmm. um, and really powerful. Um, and I bet you look at it quite regularly.
1: Yeah. Right, because this is, you. I don't know whether you agree with me, but running your own business is a roller coaster. It is. Um, there, there is rejection. There is failure. Mm-hmm. There are things that take you off track. There are things that go completely differently to how you expect. And if we're not careful, we can make that mean something about us. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we're not cut out for this. Right. This means something about me. Or maybe I'm not good enough, smart enough, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to stay in alignment with who we're becoming. Otherwise, we give up.
0: True. Very true. Or and...
1: finish what we want. Right. Lower those standards and expectations because maybe I can't quite do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. I see all of those pieces for sure. And I think when we approach things from a perspective of curiosity, so for example, I am pretty good at talking to people. I've always been good at talking to people. Every report card I ever got from school said she talks a lot. (laughs) And now I get paid to talk to people, and uh, so again, this is I'm I'm great at the talk stuff. I am not so great at the tech. It it is not something that I enjoy. I don't look forward to it. I'm I'm often very frustrated. I wish my computer would just tell me what the problem is and then tell me how to fix it, and I'll go do it instead of having to try and figure it out. Um, you know. So it's again acknowledging the things you're really good at. And acknowledging the things that you're not so good at or are not interested in. It's not tech stuff's really not in my wheelhouse. So I pay people to take care of the tech for me. I don't want to have to learn it. Honestly, I don't enjoy it. It's not fun for me. It's a slog. But having conversations with people just lights me up. I like doing that part. So looking.
2: I feel good
0: looking like, at it from that perspective, it's not, I'm not less of a person for saying that I'm not super techie. There are people in the audience who are like, but I love tech. Perfect. That's one of your strengths. Yeah. Like, that's where you need to be looking to support what you're trying to do. Is there technology that can help you? Are there programs and systems that you're just going to gobble up to be able to help you get successful? Then the other piece is pulling together your team. If, I don't want to do all the tech. My team, who I support and who now support me, so it's a reciprocal relationship, they take care of the tech and I take care of the talk. It's great. And so find people whose skill sets are complementary. It's not a negative comment on yourself if you can't do it all or don't want to. Find someone whose skill set is complementary and work with them. Now you're both working from your position of power. Yep. And the amazing things come out of that when you do that. So I love what you said there. We don't have to be the ones to do it all. It took me a long time to come to that place. But once I did, it was such a relief. Like, truly, I was relieved. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have to do this. <gasps> Thank God. I'm not, I really don't want to do this. And you're going to do it and love it and do a really amazing job. And I'm going to be like, Because I'm not worthy in that arena. Great. Yeah. Right. Go do it. I love it. And then I can go do the things that light me up. And that's amazing. And then when we pull together people in those different strengths areas, now it's a winning combination. Because people are enjoying what they're doing and the synergy and the energy that comes out of that. The most amazing ideas come out of that. Because I might say like, oh, gee, I'm thinking about this. And then they're going to come up with all this tech stuff that's going to amplify the idea. And we both get to experiment and try out some new things. And it's very exciting, right? Versus sitting back and saying, oh, well, I want to try this, but I just don't want to learn the tech. Like it's a slog. And now I just don't do it. Right. So I love that you talked about that. And having that sheet is important on the days when things get hard. I love how you called that a holy moly day on a holy moly day, where things are just not going the way you want them to go at all. You got seven different directions that things have gone in that you weren't expecting you got fires to put out or maybe a fire to start under somebody right and it's not working out to sit back and say okay i need to instead of beating me up saying this is all about me i suck mm Instead of that, looking at that list and saying, where am I out of alignment? I mean, obviously there are things that happen. We get rejected and, and those things that we don't expect. And we, we kind of need to lick our wounds and carry on. That's okay. But other things are things where you're out of alignment. Maybe you're forcing yourself to try to do things that you don't love and, And it's just not working out because again, it's not in your area of strength or interest or passion. So looking at it from a perspective, I always say like, it's like the grand science experiment of life where scientists don't get emotionally involved. Like if, if I don't get, if my hypothesis is incorrect, I am a terrible scientist. You don't really hear scientists saying that you hear them saying, well, that didn't work. Let's go try something else. And let's go try something else. And let's go try something else until we figure out what does work. And if we adopt that attitude into our own lives, then we can work on figuring it out one piece of the puzzle at a time. It's not about taking the whole puzzle, all 5,000 pieces. That is your goal and saying, well, I suck at 5,000 things. So maybe this isn't the goal for me. It's about Mm. taking one piece and saying, how can I sort this one out? Who do I want to be while I'm doing this? How can I live into my strengths and alignments? Who can support me? Right? Who do I think is amazing at this thing? And I can ask them, would you be willing to work with me? And tell them, I think you're amazing. I don't know how to do this. Can you help? The most amazing responses come out of that because people will say, oh my gosh, thank you. Sure. What do you need some help with? And whether that's a paid relationship or it's a barter system, like, I'll go out and talk to four people for you because you don't want to talk to anybody and I'm good at that. And you're going to take this piece on for me and we're going to support each other that way. I don't know, maybe it's your babysitting someone's kids so they can sit down at the computer and do the tech. There's so many creative ways to come at this. And once you solve that piece, boy, you feel really good. Piece one. Done. Check. <laughs> It feels so good. And then you move on to the next one. And sometimes piece one, just sorting that out will sort out four or five other pieces that you didn't realize were connected to that. Mm -hmm. I love what you were saying there and how you can approach that from a perspective of curiosity and Mm -hmm. honesty and awareness when you're aware of what you're good at and what you're not good at. And I don't mean that in the sense of beating yourself up. I mean, in the sense of This isn't my wheelhouse. It's not what I love. Then find people who will help you out with that and whose wheelhouse it is. Right. And so, again, it's an amazing thing that happens. And when that alignment starts to happen, you sure feel it. Like you really do. Things feel. That's when you're in the flow. The world seems a little more sunshiny. You got a little pep in your step during the day. You smile more. You are excited to tackle this new challenge because you know that you're not doing it alone or you're not doing it without support. Or there's going to be these amazing ideas you've never heard of that are going to inspire you to be a better person and a better whatever it is you're trying to do. And this legacy you've got is going to be amazing. And then not forgetting that it's okay to change direction as well in the legacy we're creating for our son. What we thought we were going to do out of the gate was very grandiose. And truthfully, as I started listening to people who actually know what they're talking about, it helped to refine it because they would say something and I'd say, oh, I hadn't thought about that. I need to go away and figure out how that factors in. Okay, so this vision isn't going to work. We'll scale it to that. And then we'd share it with the next person who would say, mm, have you thought about this or that? Ah, I clearly haven't. So how can I take it now and shift it again? And now I've come, we've come to a place in our own, you know, legacy that we're really happy with where we're going. It's still big, bigger than where we are now, but very doable, very meaningful. Like I have such a clear vision of what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. What my son is gonna, how he's gonna respond, how he's gonna feel, how his friends are gonna feel. Like, I have such a clear vision of this that every day I'm excited to get at it again. But I needed that support from people in the know to help me refine it. And there was some where I'm like, ooh, this is not the path for us. We need to move to a different path altogether. Okay, let's go look down this path versus my idea sucks. I am stupid. This is bad. I'm not doing it. All right. So again, this is all encouraging people as you're out there thinking about your legacy, as you're thinking about who I love what you said, who am I becoming in this? Who do I want to become? That's so powerful. This is where I am now. Who do I want to become? Maybe I want to become confident. Maybe I want to become um more eloquent in in speaking to people. Maybe I want to, you know, sit at the boss's table at work. I want to actually sit there and feel like I deserve to be there. And not Mm -hmm. only am I there to learn and grow, but I'm there to contribute. And I have something to contribute. Maybe that's who you want to be. Whatever it is, this legacy that you're building in your life, when you come at it from all the things Christine has suggested, it it feels so good. For the most part, don't forget there are the holy moly days, and you live with those. You, you just okay. Time out today is not working. I maybe I'm just I didn't get enough sleep, or I didn't need enough, or maybe I just need to declare a timeout today, regroup, and figure this thing out. Um, right. And so again, it's about it's not about me not being good enough or you not being good enough. It's about looking at the situation as like I said, the grand science experiment of life. Okay, yeah. this isn't working out the way I thought it was going to. What do I need to change to get there? Is this, as you said, if I've done the finder, Is it in my strengths list? No. Well, that would explain why it doesn't feel very good. Because I'm not good at these things. So how can I shift it or move pieces of it? And then, of course, one of the things I'm always a fan of is get support. Yep. Right. So people could talk to you and say, so here's this idea. Here's what this, you know, the, that voice in my head, my fears are saying to me, it makes me feel very scared and very small and very incompetent. How can I move from this feeling to this thing that I want to accomplish in life? And of course that would give Christine great excitement in her life to be able to help pull apart that problem with you and encourage you. Yeah, to do this. And I love all of those pieces because when we are in alignment, there is such joy. There is this feeling of of flowing things. Good things just kind of flow to you and out of you, which is really kind of neat when it happens. And if you've not experienced it, well, I recommend go back and listen to the episode again. Listen to the things Christine is suggesting and try them out. Perhaps you're just not in alignment with your strength, with your abilities, with what lights you up, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you need to revisit that. that That's why this is a slog and it's hard and all those other pieces. And when you feel the flow, let her know. Let her know when you found that. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Like, oh my gosh, these words just totally changed things for me. That was where the light bulb went on. Um, mm-hmm. Let her know because that's so important. And I'm sure that along the way, people are going to want to reach out to you, Kirstine, because I know I would like to carry on this conversation for about seven more hours. Um, so how can people find you?
1: I'm on LinkedIn. So Kirstine Williams or you can email me Kirstine at elevate-women.co.uk.
0: Very cool. And I also know that you've got a freebie that you're putting out there. So share a little bit about the freebie that people can get because I know there's going to be people who are thinking, I want more of her and this is one way they can get
1: it. This is my ebook, Five and a Half Ways to Ditch the Doubt. And it, there's, there's a little activity every day for you to do, uh, which will help you ditch the doubt and build some new behaviors and habits so that you
0: can build your confidence. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So again, folks, if you're listening to this and Christine just hit the nail on the head over and over and over again for you, where you thought, oh my gosh, that's me. I say that. Oh, I have totally thought that. How did she know what was going on in my head? Right. If you've had those moments, I really encourage you. The link will be in the show notes. Go grab your copy of the ebook. Check it out. Try those things out and then let her know. Let her yes. know what helped. Let her know where you're still having some concerns or challenges. If she is inter- like she is interesting to you, then by all means, reach out and connect with her. Have a one to one conversation to see if she's a good fit for you. If she res- like if she just made your heartstrings sing, like it played you the most beautiful melody, then you need to get connected with her because she's one of your support people to help you create your legacy. And I love Christine. That in this process of helping people live into their own legacies, you are creating yours too. And your, um, the ripples you're putting out in the world are helping to create all this positivity and more confident women to be able to really strive for the things that they long to do. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom with us today. It was so amazing. I am literally going to go away now and like crush the day today. I feel so excited and enthused based on everything you said. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. Awesome. So again, folks, check out the show notes, click on the links, grab one of Christine's ebooks, reach out and connect with her. Um, like she said with the um, compliments idea. If you have a genuine compliment to share, reach out and share it with her because you know then she will go out and share it with 10 other women. So folks, I want to just remind you that in this journey of creating your legacy, you are amazing. Go start living your legacy today. Have a good one, folks. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.